Common sense is not so common. And in an era where global uncertainty is rampant and government is out of control, this is the show making sense of all the madness. Broadcasting live from the Arizona desert, you can't dodge the Hodge. Here's your host, Dave Hodges. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very serious broadcast of the Common Sense Show. Very, very, very serious. And you can hear my allergies kicking up. I sound like I got a bad cold, but the show must go on. It's been a miserable day. But the information about what's going on in America, the threats to America, the threats to you and me, they're coming in unabated. It's like someone's opened the floodgates and all information's coming out, and we're here to cover it. I'm Dave Hodges. This is the Common Sense Show, where the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We're brought to you by the best durable food company in the world, preparewithdave.com. Safe, economical, the cheapest out there, best quality, 25-year shelf life, $100 off the four-week package in which people are buying multiple sets because it's the cheapest way to build your stash. Preparewithdave.com. And if you have food, you damn well better have water. Water filtration, best of the business, the Alexa Pure Pro Aqua Filter. About 40% off people, but here's the catch. It sales only good as long as supplies last. So you better move on this too. So take drinking water uh, that you can make out of standing water that you can't drink. Waterwithdave.com. So those are the two people bringing you this. And I just want to make sure everyone knows our TV show is going bonkers. The Common Sense Show TV. Please don't write to me and say what's the address. The Common Sense Show TV. Couldn't have made it simpler. And there's an ad on the front page of our website. Uh, inexpensive, um, commercial free, no censorship. Okay, great information. So we have on the line with me Paul Martin, and we're moving up his presentation by one day. Normally, we like to run Paul's stuff on Friday. Oh, uh, no, no, no. We're running this on Thursday because we are in crisis, and Paul and I are here to compare notes over the next several minutes, 47 minutes to be exact. Paul, welcome to the show. I don't know what you feel, but I'm overwhelmed with the flow of information that's coming out. Well, I am too. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, but ex- I believe except it. it's real. Bro- well, listen, yeah. my sources. I'm getting groundbreaking stuff from people I talk to almost every day. Paul Preston, Steve Quayle. And then my best sources are coming forward with unbelievably dynamic information, and they're referring me to sources. The information flow is consistent, but I got to tell you, I just did a podcast. Paul, the trolls are out in force. I'm getting attacked like you wouldn't believe. There's nothing going on at Richfield. It's completely normal to have a huge, oversized airfield with 21 planes landing on it with a town of 5,000 people on a Saturday morning. Oh, there's nothing out of the ordinary about that. And oh, there were no troops in Kingman, despite the fact that Bridget Langston sent me 24 photos. (laughs) Paul, the, the, the BS never ends from the left, does it? No, but 
when you're taking slack, you know you're right over the target, buddy. Well, we're taking major flack here. I had an interview with Wrecker that just disappeared, and third time that's happened to us. And yeah, they they, they don't want certain things out, no question about it. Um, well, let's start with you. Um, we talked today, and you had an interesting revelation. Let's begin on this point. Well, I was listening to uh, the uh, playback on uh, John Moore's third hour and uh, with J.R. Nyquist on there, who I'll have a lot of respect for. And uh, they had a caller in uh, about the 52-minute mark. And this guy's got friends in the ammunition manufacturing sector. And he said, they are, of course, there's no ammo anywhere. Yeah, I know that. But he said that these people are, they're making ammo as fast as they can, 24-7. He said, it's all going south. He said, it's going to Florida, it's going to uh, Louisiana, and it's going to the Texas Gulf Coast. And he said also that they are building silencers as fast as they can. And he went into a little bit of detail about the uh, Russian and uh, Chinese troops, <coughs> excuse me, that are in Central America. And uh, that's the, the, the reason and cause for all this ammo going south and silencers and stuff. So uh, Why the but, silencers? Why do you think that the silencers are being brought in? Well, they can't hear you shooting. <laughs> well, I mean, what kind of attacks does that specify? I mean, I know the purpose of a silencer, Paul, but I mean, well, op probably, operationally, what would you say? I would say there's probably going to be a lot of nighttime battles. Or assassinations. And That's where my mind Or assassinations. Yeah. Okay. But it ain't good. Who's manufacturing the ammunition and who are they sending it to? Do you have any idea? He didn't. Uh, he didn't specify anything. He just, you know, said he had some friends in the industry that were telling him what's going on and and uh, where they're shipping it to. But uh, he didn't. He didn't specify any business or corporation. You know what we need, Paul. We need to take over a radio station and do 24-7 programming on these issues. We tried that once. We kind of tried to break in, and unfortunately, we ran into Mama's Boys and people that didn't know what they were doing with radio. That's an, that's an understatement. <laughs> oh, yes. How to turn a good operation into milk toast. But anyway, um, we tried. Oh, my gosh, we tried. We need to do this absolutely. Well, okay, let me ask you a question, Paul. With, with what you're pulling in with information, um, are you getting anything with regard to continuity of government? I don't have any first-hand knowledge or haven't had any phone calls on it, but with everything that's going on, and especially <laughs> you need to tell the people what you've been getting in here uh time after time after time after time and, and uh, uh, we may be we may be looking at a 
two-faced war with all the troops that are in Canada, uh, the 6,000 crack troops that they moved into the uh, Canadian and Idaho border. Of course, uh, Idaho is a very strong patriot stronghold. And uh, with what's going on in uh, South America and Central America, and uh, wow, right in the right in the middle of a of a of a scandemic pandemic. Well, that's why it was brought in. There are multiple reasons why this pandemic was brought in. One, the pandemic was brought in because they needed to deindustrialize the United States to prepare for the fourth industrial revolution, which is AI. That was one. And then the second reason they brought it in was to basically lay the groundwork for the new world order because you can't have 500 million guns with people armed with a constitution that contains civil liberties and accept a dictatorial new world order. So America's got to be brought down with extreme prejudice and maximum casualties. The other thing, Paul, that I've been getting here is the continuity of government's been enacted. The threats are one, asteroids being plummeted to earth by our enemies. That's a whole story unto itself. And then uh, the possible war between Turkey and Greece and how that could fracture, uh, break apart um, the factions of NATO and Russia would get involved and Germany and Russia would become one force. And uh, this would be the impetus for World War III. And of course, the impending threat of Chinese Russian invasion, like what you just said. But also, too, let's not forget our northern border and our southwestern border. And um, if that's not enough, we have a Viet Cong force being armed to the teeth by the CHICOMs in the form of Antifa and Black Lives Matter, RPGs, uh, surfaced air mini batteries, and automatic weapons to go with training. I think well, we talked that about covers this it. On another, yeah. Yeah, we t- talked about this on another podcast where the uh, uh, U.S. Border Control found uh, in. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky, found that, I think it was 180 drop-in fully automatic Sears uh, for the AR-15, and they found uh, another load in uh, Florida, Melbourne, Florida, and in Detroit. So they found those three. How many more do you think are out there? Well, not just that. Talk about those uh, parts that you just mentioned. Um, what do they do? What do they accomplish? Well, they turn the AR fully automatic, which, hmm. which means uh, they better have a whole lot of ammo. And they've probably already got that, too, I would imagine. There's there's no telling what they could be smuggling across the border uh, from Canada and uh, Mexico. But uh, they're going to have to have... And, and, and fully automatic fire, you know, it's called spray and pray and spray, which, you know, you're, you're way better off with a, a three-round selector switch. But the fact that they're doing it is uh, enough to tell me that they're, they're getting ready for, as you said, mass casualty events. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me... Um... Have you heard this? The lockdowns are going to continue for four years, due, and we know this due to a leaked World Bank document? Yeah, yeah, I posted that. 
I've, I've been telling people this ain't going away. People don't understand that these, this, these Luciferian pedophile freaks that are in our government, they relish, relish seeing us in pain and suffering and lockdowns and people losing their jobs, uh, Broadway's boarded up in New York City, uh, 74% of the restaurants are gone. Uh, they love this stuff, Dave. They love it. Something's got to be really wrong with someone's psychological mechanism. Hey, let's go back to your well-placed East Coast source. I haven't heard you talk about him for a while, but what was the last set of things he was telling you? Oh, my God, I can't remember. I'm so tired. I'm, it's amazing I can even speak. Um, I'll have to think about it while we're, while we're visiting here. Well, I remember one thing you told me the last time we talked about him, and he's highly positioned, well-placed. He said the lights are going off. Yeah, yeah, the, EM, the EMP stuff is all over the place on the, on the web. Um, it, I, you know, I've talked about an EMP and, and the infrastructure and stuff like that. I don't think it'll be an EMP. All of the stories are all over the place out there uh, because the Chinese don't want the infrastructure damaged. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This. That's what I've been saying. They don't want an EMP, but they will take down uh, the grid. And that's easy enough to do. I mean, these uh, these Antifa freaks could take down grids locally wherever they want to. I mean, all, all they got around these power stations is a chain-link fence. And it was, what, four, four I think it was four years ago <clears throat> that uh, a couple of guys with AK-47s shot up a power station station in San Francisco and blackened out the part the, the the electricity for that part of the town and so I just shows you right there I mean these guys didn't even have to break into the fence they just shot it up with some AK-47s well well yeah I, I agree with you about the grid taken down that's why people need to prepare let me go through it real quick food water guns and ammo gold and silver because every crisis passes and you want to come out of this economically intact natural medicine because you're not going to be able to get subscriptions so you better learn what works tools and allies how am I doing Paul do you have anything to add to the list well I you know having started doing talk radio in 93 what's the what's the one thing the American people absolutely hate they hate they hate bad news. They don't want bad news. They want good news. They want to feel good and be happy and and do all this other stuff. Well, that is long gone. <laughs> they all hit us with, I mean, it, all the numbers in this thing are totally bogus. Um, Fauci ought to be lynched along with Burks. And this whole deal was this whole deal was a scam, and people are starting to to see the real numbers uh, on you know on different websites around the around the country, and uh, it's it's becoming apparent that this scam demic was just that. So there's no telling what else they've got to hit us with, but I'm I'm thinking they'll hit us with another bug that is going to cause some wreckage. 
So you think there's going to be a phase two, uh, more lethal virus that's released in America? Yeah, because I mean, right now, I mean, in in with the with the World Bank talking about this lasting to 2025, this particular one can't. It's just not there. It's smoke and mirrors. I mean, the death rate was, especially in New York, with Cuomo taking COVID patients and putting them in the nursing homes with these elderly people with multiple health problems. And uh, so they'll have to hit us with something a little more lethal. Because there's no, there's no way if it consists, at, at this level, the death rate that we know, what is it, zero, 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 point three one. And that may be high. So they'll they'll have you know they'll they'll have to hit us with a gorilla the next time. People aren't going to put up with lockdowns. People are sick and tired of the masks. I mean, there's um, there are, uh, we've got customers in our store. We're just south of Cheyenne, Wyoming, and uh, they're not even wearing masks in Wyoming. Nobody's wearing a mask up there. But boy, here in Colorado, you don't wear a mask, it's Katie bar the door, hell on earth. And it's like that, not just here, but I mean, it's in other places around the country, people trying to go into Costco without a mask and Walmart without a mask. And old guys getting wrestled to the ground because they didn't have a mask. And these things don't even work. There was a piece up on Daily Mail, I think two days ago, and they had these petri dishes, and they had the people put on their masks, and then they had it, you know, cough into the petri dish, and that stuff was just going right through the mask. What do we do? I tell people all, I tell people all day long. <clears throat> go to the CDC website. Yeah. They state these masks don't work. The the the. The germ is so small, it just goes right through the holes in the fabric. And we continue to buy it. The the people are just rabid with these face masks. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, Planet Fitness has come out with their um, protocols to open. And it's more hassle than it's worth. They, They say you must wear a face mask at all times. So you're on the treadmill. Right, you're doing five, six miles an hour. How long is it going to be till you pass out? Exactly. I mean, these people are jackasses. They're morons at Planet Fitness to think that people are going to work out like that. Let's just say you're doing high intensity bench, okay? So you're within ninety percent of your max, and you do eight reps. By the time you get to six, seven, and eight, you're going to be hyperventilating. You could pass out and drop the weight on yourself. You know, this this is classic Sun Tzu's art of war. It's easier to defeat your enemy psychologically. And that's just what this is. This is a psychological war. It's, it's sheer madness. And people are so stupid, they don't do their own research. They listen to these idiots on TV. And... It's, it's it's just sheer madness. I, I I know there's a better word than that, but God Almighty! The second nineteenth letters of the alphabet describe it perfectly for me. But yeah, I mean, but see, you get these minions like Planet Fitness, L.A. Fitness, same thing. Got to wear a mask at all times. 
Who the hell's going to do that? And and we live in frickin' Arizona here, where it's hotter than the face of the sun. Unbelievable. <laughs> you, you know what they've done to some of the parks here, Paul? <laughs> they've taken down the tennis nets. They have put uh, obstructions on basketball rims. This is not about coronavirus. This is about making you miserable. But let, let's get to the heart of it, okay? Uh, these Chinese that are uh, infiltrating into the subversive groups that are against America and want to bring down Trump and destroy our country, um, they have the complicit help of the Chicoms. Is there anybody in the Democratic Party of prominence that we could look at and say, they have Chicom affiliations? They're aligning with our enemy. Well, I've been running the Democratic Party for 20 years. Can you be specific? Are there any names? I'm being facetious, Paul, because I want to I want to call these people out publicly now. Well, maybe Pelosi and her Chinese spy driver that everybody knows about. And oh, was Feinstein, Feinstein had the driver. Diane Feinstein had the driver. Pelosi has her Chinese contacts. I, I look at Pelosi. Don't you look at her as the cartel queen? Well, she's she's just, she's pure evil and crazy. And 80 years old, I can't even believe that she's still in office. And an alcoholic on top of that. On top of that, Donald Trump, he doesn't know he's leaving office. We're going to use the military and take him out of office. That's Nancy. Back in my mental health, <laughs> mental health therapist days, I've worked with people with substance abuse problems. She's classic alcoholic, classic. And 80 years old, and in cognitive decline, and pure evil. Satan's getting a lot of mileage out of that woman, but you know, she got, you've heard me tell the story before, Paul. She had her picture taken with Beto O'Rourke. Beto, uh, no drug should ever be illegal, O'Rourke. And, and, and well, it gets worse, Paul. Uh, she had her picture taken, her and O'Rourke, with Nieto, former president of Mexico. And what did he do? What did uh, this Nieto did? He took, according to the trial of Chapo Guzman, federal district court, he took a $100 million bribe to look the other way so Chapo could deliver the drugs. And Pelosi's hanging out with him in 2015. What do you think of them apples? She's, she's, she's just part of a big rig. <laughs> yeah, but um, Diane Feinstein's husband's really in bed with the Chicoms. In the Obama administration, a lot of people don't know this story, but it absolutely is true. They had the Rivers Act and they had the uh, the Land Act and all these other acts, and they were designed the survival of the Smelt Fish Act, that basically took the farmers off the land in the San Joaquin Valley in California, and as soon as these farmers are devastated and gone because the irrigation couldn't be done to protect a two-inch smelt fish, Feinstein's husband Richard Bloom rolls in and buys up all the land. And then the EPA reverses their ruling under Obama, and now they can irrigate again. And guess who owns the farmland, Paul? Would you care to take a guess? Who? Uh, the Chicoms. 
they're exporting um, food hand over fist to communist well, China. Well, yeah, with these big rains and the, the flooding, I mean, they, they're at a food definitely. Oh, yeah. So they're they're desperate, and this is made. I like how Feinstein, a public service, she comes into office as a millionaire, yeah. right? And now, now with a, about $2 billion, are you with me? Yeah. We just cut out. Someone didn't like us. No, let me double check my record file. We're probably going to have to, we're doing a pre-record here, ladies and gentlemen. We're probably going to have to do a splice. Yeah, we're recording in, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, it just cut us out. Thank you, NSA. I got to tell you one thing, Paul, when this um, interview is over, I got to send all the appropriate parts to my storage areas because I think this is the interview that's going to disappear. Well, you've already had that with Wrecker. Three times. Three times. Um, but uh, the Chicoms. Okay, let's talk about America, Paul. You're, from what you know, okay. What's going to happen on the streets? How far-reaching will the problems be? And what will life be like for the average American over the next few months? I think that these blue cities are just going to... They're, they're, just, they're just gone. I mean, they're not gone, gone yet. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, um, I think... For practical purposes, you know, people in flyover country are probably going to be okay. Uh, we've had a little Antifa action here in uh, northern Colorado, uh, but there there wasn't any large numbers. That, you know, like 35 or 40, and uh, had it. Uh, they ran them out of Bertha, Colorado. A bunch of cowboys just lined up a bunch of horses side by side and just drove them out of town. Um, we haven't had anything this far north. Uh, they've been in Fort Collins. Uh, my good friend that just lost his wife, God rest her soul. Uh, some friends were going to take him out to dinner in uh, Old Town, Fort Collins, and and uh, his daughter was already in uh, Old Town. She said, "Dad, don't come this way." He said, "Antifa's here." So that's about as far, far north as they've come. Um, you know, God help them. If they come in the area, I mean, there's enough weapons in Wellington to take over a small Central American country. And there's 550, excuse me, 550 cows within a two-mile radius of where I'm at. I mean, they'll, they'll, it'll just be a slaughter. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the, they'll stay in the places where they feel... Um, with, with strong democratic presence like <laughs> Fort Collins, what a mess! And you, you, uh, not, don't say democratic, say Chicom presence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll uh, they'll they'll just go to zones where they feel safe, you know, where they're protected, where uh, they're not wor worried about getting all shot up, where the local government will help them. Um, I've got a. I've got a guy that's high up in the Larimer County uh, Sheriff's Department I'm going to reach out to uh, probably tomorrow and uh, Brother Marine and uh, just see what the uh, plan is 
and uh, we'll do a little podcast on that. But uh, you guys in, in the towns where they, these people are protected, um, you need you need to find a bolt hole somewhere. I mean, Dave's reported on this stuff in Utah. Uh, there was an article up uh, Zero Hedge about uh, all the uh, one percenters and elites are bugging out for Caribbean islands and and uh, places that are very secluded and uh, so they know something's coming yeah and I'll tell you how I know the insurrection act is coming I found out today that if the president declares insurrection act the voting is over And the way the Democrats steal elections by this mail-in ballot harvesting nonsense, they uh, they do it several days after the election. They just keep piling more votes in, more votes in. And if Trump comes along and declares insurrection, the voting ends. I think he's going to do it, my guess is, on election day. At the end of the polls. At 7 p.m. Pacific time. 10 p.m. Eastern. I'm expecting the president to make an emergency broadcast and announce the Insurrection Act and all mail-in ballots that are not already postmarked are now invalid. What do you think of that, Paul? You think I'm yeah, loony? You think I'm loony? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, it's just... It, and it's, it's an insurrection. I mean, there's so many people that need to be in jail, we'd have to have a three-hour radio show just to name names. <laughs> It'd be like a graduation ceremony at a large high school. Exactly. Hillary Rodham Clinton. Barack Not Insane Obama. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'd like to read those names. Oh, man. I'd... Oh, God. Yes. I can see it now. They have the ceremony, right? Da, 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 da. And then people walk up on the podium, Hillary, and instead of getting a diploma, she sticks her two hands out and they slap the handcuffs on her. And the federal marshal's waiting on the other side of the podium. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me have my fun here mentally, folks, because I've been fighting this stuff for how long? Paul's been fighting it longer than I have. So, so we need to have a, a trip to Fantasy Island once in a while just to make us feel good. Well, Paul, um, what if you were to look at the chain of events that are piling up as you understand them, how do you see this all going down? What does your logical mind tell you? This happens, then this happens, and then that happens. Give us the Paul Martin hypothetical scenario. Well, I think in certain areas, uh, the people are the people are just going to arm up and go after Antifa and just and just start killing. Them. I told you I uh, on a I think we did a podcast on I was I'd stepped outside the store and uh, there was a couple guys sitting on the sidewalk talking and one of the guys looked at his friend he goes where are all the snipers where are they we've spent millions and millions and millions and millions no no telling how many to create Chris Kyles and guys like that. Where are these, why aren't these guys taking out these, these communist governors and mayors and stuff? I thought that was very telling. Who were they? That's where, that's where this is getting. But who were they, Paul? Huh? 
Who were they? Just customers. Just a couple local uh, branchers. That's amazing. Well, I thought it was very, very, very insightful. Okay, and, so uh, let, let's go to your scenario, though. Let, let, give me a chain of events that you think are likely based on what you know. I think they'll. I think they're going to push and push and push. The minute that they start using these materials that you that we've been talking about that they've been given, um, I think there'll, there'll probably be a you know an open bounty on these people. You know, Trump just says, "Folks, go get them." He's going to have to rely on civilian militias, isn't he, in many areas? Absolutely, and I, I mean the, the the militia. I mean, I, that's when I started doing talk radio was during the militia movement, and uh, that's how I got. I was I was interviewing these guys from around the country, and and uh, that's when the, the uh, Joint Terrorism Task Force deemed that I must be the secret commander. Of the Colorado militia, so I had the FBI up my butt for about fourteen years. General but, Paul uh, Martin, well, wouldn't it just take him fourteen minutes to figure out that you're not involved in this stuff? I mean, look at bank transactions, uh, what you actually do talk about. What took him fourteen years? I think I was kind of like a petri dish. Most of them were, most of them were Yankees, so we, they liked to eat at the Mexican restaurants. So I, I sit there and have lunch with you know four five six agents and and uh, it was kind of funny uh, when they got some new guys that were coming into the joint terrorism task force they would uh, they'd bring them to lunch with me and if they could make a, a lunch for an hour without blowing their tops they'd, they'd, they'd keep them but if if they couldn't make it they didn't you know they'd send them somewhere else I thought that was pretty funny but it, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I never got beat. Uh, I took the whole Joint Terrorism Task Force up to the Miracle Mile in uh, trout fishing. And we had a big bunkhouse. It's out in the middle of nowhere, but fishing's unreal. And uh, so I said, you guys stole your gear. You came after me for absolutely nothing. I'm going to hold court. And I'm going to talk, and when I get through, you can ask questions. I talked for about three and a half hours, and uh, no questions, but they all had to fill out field, field reports, being with that, out this dangerous right-wing extremist. So they got the new director for the Denver office a year later, and he walked in, the, the guy that initially made contact with me, and uh, he said, do you think Paul Martin would take me fly fishing? This guy's been reading my jacket up in, in D.C. at the headquarters. <laughs> Oh, this is funny. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> so they're coming to put you in prison, but they want to take you fishing first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. But uh, yeah, they, I never, I never got beat. I waited through them just like crap through a goose. The truth, as you know, that you've reported on all of these years, the truth is the truth. Do you know, um, do you remember the late Josh Coy that I was trying to mentor as he was on the radio? Yeah. I, I love Josh. I absolutely loved him. It was a great tragedy when he died of kidney failure. But um, 
I think he was only like 31, 32 years old when he died. And he was so promising. And he had actually gotten a position at the largest FM station in Birmingham, covered a four-state area. But he, he did things I would never do. He went into the dark net, and you do not want to go there because you open up pathways for implantation of criminal material like child porn and so forth. So you do not want to do that, people. So don't try this. But he did. And he went in, and he found <clears throat> intelligence reports on yours truly, Doug Hagman. Steve Quayle. Um, you want to hear some of what he found? Sure. Yeah, he calls me one night. It's one o'clock in the frickin' morning. It's four o'clock in the morning his time. I hope I didn't wake you, Dave. Oh, no, I'm just waiting for you to call Josh at one in the morning here. Let me fix breakfast. So anyway, he calls me, and he says, I've been on the dark net. And he had to explain to me what the parameters were of the dark net. I've heard of it, but I really wasn't familiar with it. He goes, intelligence uses it, mafia uses it, terrorists use it, and they can encrypt, uh, and they also work on uh, breaking each other's encryption. And it's a big intelligence gathering operation. So he said, I want you to know you're on the dark net. And I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, oh, they have a whole file on you. It's long. And he said, it took me 15 minutes to read it. And I said, well, please tell me. I mean... How dangerous am I to the existing order or the new world order? And he said, pretty damn dangerous. He said, they have listed people they have turned. Paul, I'll tell you off the air who those people are. That they have turned certain patriots and they have them play roles. They'll play victim roles like, oh, we're going after them for this or that. But they're really playing for the other side and they pay them in offshore banks. They said, don't try with Hodges... Hagman and Quayle and they went through and Josh was telling me they had detailed files on all three of us and there were more than that I just like I said I'll keep it simple because people know I am friends with Hagman and Quayle and uh, <clears throat> they had they had my background there son of uh, fiercely loyal uh, naval officer blah 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 um, raised in a strict conservative Christian environment tremendous work ethic in the family they're going through all this stuff and that's true my family did have a really good work ethic everybody my sister my dad my mom all were very very ambitious and uh very hard working so they um they're going through this and they said impossible to turn believes in the ideals of the country um and is not really pragmatic about his beliefs and and i said what do you mean not pragmatic about my beliefs and josh said well they just think America sucks and, and that you're supporting a myth. And I said, well, part of that's true. But I said, we're fighting for the ideal. And then he went on to say that uh, uh, candidate for incarceration and disposition, uh, as was Quayle, as was Hagman. Uh, actually, both Hagmans, because uh, Joe was still alive then. And, and so I'm hearing all this stuff from Josh. And he, and he got to the punchline. And you'll like this. Here's, here's the punchline, Paul. Um, uh, approach with caution. Uh, forces coming to his house will meet with resistance. What would they expect, wow. Paul? What would they expect? And then they got into, um, this was somebody who we should have left alone. And they were referencing the John McCain coming after my community's property and so forth to steal it. And um, they said uh, they awakened a, a monster. Uh, 
That's how they referred to me, a monster. And uh, just say it's something we should left alone. Said for future operations, we need to look at people like this and avoid antagonizing them. This was all in my file. And I'm just quoting this from memory because Josh has been gone now for a couple of years. And, and I think he broke this for me like five, four or five years ago. And um, Paul, the end, end of the story basically is eliminate with extreme prejudice. And, and FEMA camps were mentioned. Um, they, I think they called them, I can't remember, I think re-education facilities, I think was the term they actually used. But they called for the same thing with Quayle and Hagman too. So what do you think of them apples? Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Well, he called me on the premise of this. I'm really honored to have you working with me. Thank you. I, I model a lot after what you do. But this guy went farther than me. He actually brought comedy into his show. He was so talented. He was so brilliant. And he'd actually turn things into comedic routines. <laughs> this is hilarious. Um, so he was really, really good. Um, but he, he told me, thanked me, said thank you for being there for me and opening up avenues for me and introducing me to key people and stuff and on and on and on. And he says, this just validated that you're not for sale. But he went on and he listed about eight people. I remember that specifically eight people that were for sale. Privately, you and I have discussed who these people are. <laughs> you do remember those discussions, don't you? Yeah. But for the good of the movement, Paul, I don't think it's wise for me to ever disclose the other side. The other side, I believe, is discrediting themselves right now. And they're out there, but they're discrediting themselves by their own statements and actions. And and I notice that people are turning away. So um, I think that's about all I want to say on that topic. But it's interesting that uh, everything that Josh told me from what he read, uh, that they said in this there's a planned insurrection we'll use foreign assets and domestic assets combined to achieve a level of uh, instability in the united states making us prone to invasion bingo if this is four or five years ago paul they this this has been in in in, in planning for a long time well you i mean you've already talked to one of your sources and said that they they knew where these muslim training camps were and we know We've got these ISIS creatures all over the country, and uh, your source said that, well, we can't, we were told we can't go after Yeah, my source was Wrecker. That was Wrecker that told me that. And he said, we know where they're at, we know where the ISIS camps are, and Comey even admitted, July 4th, 2016, he said, we have ISIS presence in all 50 states. And Wrecker said, yeah, 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 he's right, he's right, we know where they're at, but we're not allowed to go get them, because in the DHS, you can't trust anyone over a GS-15, in ATF, you can't trust anyone over a uh, GS-15, in the FBI, the same thing, and he said, that's why we're not allowed to do our job. Yeah, I'm, I remember you telling me that. Okay, let's continue down your hypothesis. You think there's going to be this huge domestic insurrection, but how's it going to play out with the Chinese and Russians? How do you see that going down? It'll be, I think, you know, blitzkrieg, you know, shock and awe, I think it'll be quick. 
Well, give me some operational details that you're anticipating seeing. The first thing, the internet will go down. Communications will go down. You know, they've already taken a bunch of ham uh, repeaters out of California. I mean, mm -hmm. we're still we're still we're still tactical out here. But you know, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like John Mort said one night on a show I was doing with him. He said, "Paul, do you know the scariest thing I came to grips with in Vietnam?" I go, "What's that?" He said, "No communications." Yeah, I remember. I remember John said that to me too. We used to do. Um, I used to be a weekly guest on his show many many years ago, and that was one of the things he really emphasized. And I'll tell you who's big on this too is. Uh, survival expert Bob Griswold. He always talks about communication. He sent me a shortwave and ham uh, radio testing kit so I can get prepared to get my license. He believes in it that much. He says, I'm not waiting for you, Dave, to take action. Here it is. Get ready. Get busy. And, well, uh, I, th I, I think when the balloon goes up, you're not going to need a license. You're just going to... I'm I'm running... Uh, uh, there's a... Colorado has the highest population of former special ops, black ops, SEALs, special forces in the country. They all run the same radio. They all run the same pistol. They all run the same rifle. All the magazines are interchangeable. And um, I've got I've got the handhelds that they use and uh, an antenna, uh, magnetic antenna I can put on the car. But you're going to need to be, you're going to be able to, to communicate as best you can with like-minded friends, uh, family, um, just just for the psychological impacts. If you can't communicate with anybody, <laughs> you're going to go nuts. So I wouldn't. Um, I mean, right now the way we are. If you're going to use ham, you've got to have. I can listen. I don't broadcast anything, but uh, uh, you need a license. But when the balloon goes up, it ain't gonna. It ain't gonna matter, buddy. My only concern with using that communication is you can be triangulated pretty easily. You can. I mean, I've got a. I've got a couple of people. Uh, I've got. I got a friend that's got the. Uh, a tower at his business. It's at the highest uh, advantage point in uh, Larimer County, and uh, he's got a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of equipment that he uses. And uh, so, I, there's only a couple of guys that, that I probably need to communicate with. They're monitoring a lot of these channels, but uh, you can you can bank on the internet, cell phones. All that's any kind of communication to go down unless it's ham. I don't think they can. I don't think they might be able to take down the the, the, the repeaters, but I doubt they can take all of them. I've got a I've got a, a map of all the repeaters in northern Colorado. But you, when yeah. that's when that when that goes, it's showtime. There's no telling how many enemies that we have in this country um, and with what you were talking about with Antifa and the 
rockets and the RPGs and all this stuff. And that, that's just what we know about. It's always more interesting in what you don't know about. Well, the and sheer numbers I've been est estimates are five to six million subversive forces are in this country right now, and some people say that's a, Steve Quayle would tell you that's a low end estimate. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt that at all, but uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised for some small yield nukes, nukes to go off on the part of the terrorists. Yes. You know, a lot of when the when the Russia fell, a lot, and I mean a lot of those suitcase nukes that they built went up for sale. But they do require maintenance. That's the only. Yeah, they they, they biodegrade, of lack of a better term, but they they deteriorate over time. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't we don't know how many of those are here. We don't know if there's guys that know how to retrofit them and you know make them work and stuff like that i remember in 1980 around that time they had uh yuri bezmanov on 60 minutes and he talked about the suitcase nukes and then they found a general from russia that said the same thing and do you think do you think that 60 minutes would ever do a report like that today uh no <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to hesitate now, Paul, but it kind of Not just shows you. I mean, the media used to be filled with investigators like us, like us. People that were um, insatiable, had an insatiable desire to find out the truth. And these people were just like us, and they're nowhere to be found. Now, all they have now are mindless teleprompter readers. And those that they express opinions are the far side of mental illness and Bolshevik communism. I mean, sorry, that's how it is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking with Paul Martin here. We put a lot of things on the table. We do believe that domestic and foreign action is going to be taken against the people of the United States. You need to prepare accordingly. All the signs are there. We are in uh, in early form, a low-level form of continuity of government. No question about it. Paul, um, I want to thank you uh, for coming on here. Paul's website is revolutionradio.org. And it's one of the best news aggregate sources out there. You can go on there and be prepared to spend a while. Go, oh, that's an interesting title. Ooh, that's good. Wow, that's fascinating. And that's kind of what I get when I go up there. And I go up there and I look for stories uh, to correlate and collaborate what I'm doing. So, Paul, I want to thank you very much for having a great website. And thanks for coming on because these are scary times to be putting your face out there. And I appreciate your courage. Thank you, Dave. I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be doing a little more digging within law enforcement what happens well when your shovel hits payload give me a call we'll do some more roger that okay thanks paul thanks. ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us we'll see you back here next time on the